Hello, everyone. If you are listening to this, then you have tuned in to episode six of Quirky Cast, and by proxy are an honorary Quirky Birdie. Congratulations. In an attempt to make good on our promise on bi-weekly episodes, we have sold our souls to the devil to get more time on other things. We also have some new people to introduce, new segments, and just general chaos. Today, I am joined with Andres. Chaos, chaos. And I'm Kenny, and it is a sincere pleasure to introduce our two newest hosts. Dave, say hi. Hi. Joe, say hi. Hello. <laughs> Thanks that for being here, guys. <laughs> we are... We are going to move straight into our What's Up segment where we talk about everything but gaming. So, guys, go ahead and just tell me what's up. What up with that? Yeah. Who's starting? Let's start with you, Dave. What's going yeah, let's on? Let's start with the new boys. Okay, cool. Um, not, not too much going on here. You know, just uh, I have been... Uh, not playing a whole lot until recently and who who are you why are you on this podcast okay yeah, we're great here we, we're gonna we're gonna start with that cool um so <laughs> i guess um you know kenny and i have known each other for a bit and i used to record stuff very poorly and have wanted to get back into it <laughs> check very, out very insert thankful. coin media don't do that (laughs) (laughs) anti shout out um so i just wanted to start recording again and thankfully you guys were kind enough to welcome me on um i used to play a lot of games in my basement at home and then when i really wanted to play indie games i built a pc and that's why i am really into indie games now nice and thank you Cam for joining and us. Steven are obviously both busy with uh, various things, but Steven's actually doing a game jam, which we're going to talk about a little bit later. But before that, uh, Joe, why don't you tell us about yourself? Uh, fuck, I'm in a spot already. I'm not ready for that. <laughs> uh, hello, everybody. Um, fuck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not easy. Spot. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be well on the spot. Fuck me. Uh, anyway, so I know Kenny from work. We actually work together. Uh, I'm a waiter there, and he's a tech. Battle and, and Brew. Yeah, Battle and Brew. That whole fiasco hey. fun party. If you actually look at that Twitter, all the graphics I make. Hey. Yeah, oh, I make did, all of them. Did you make the logo? Uh, no. The oh. logos, that logo was made like in 06, 07, something like that. I don't oh, know. Wow. Brian doesn't tell me these things anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah, you Twitch uh, uh, stream. Yeah, I I do Twitch stream. We're actually I'm actually live right now for this. Live right started, now on the Twitch. Yes, because um, <clears throat> it started right as my stream started. So I'm like, fuck it, might, might as well. Yeah. And you know, over there I just kind of stream whatever the hell that I really want to at the time. Mm-hmm. And right now, I've been playing the MMO Star Wars: Shield Republic. Yeah, that game's still alive. It's still active, and it's just nice. as fun as you can imagine. Nice. And been so, on that fun little ride. Huh. So the question that we've been asking, uh, well, we, that we started with when we first started the podcast, is what was I think what was the first game that you've ever played? And I'll start with you, Joe, since we're already on you. First game I've ever actually played, I'm not going to go with the, like, 
the default Mario or anything on the N64 because, you know, everyone played it. It was like mm. one in three households that had an N64. But I'm going to go to the game that I first truly remember playing and consistently playing was a old-school RTS, real-time strategy game for people that don't know what that is, Command mm. & Conquer Generals Zero Hour. Wow. Yeah, wow. If you, I'm carbon dating my age there, but that's... <laughs> That's one of the first games I truly remember playing to a consistent level. If it's mm. not that, it's definitely Ratchet & Clank on the PlayStation Ooh. 2. That's a good one, too. Yes, definitely. I wonder, what, I wonder what I said. <laughs> I know, I was trying to remember. I think I said Oregon Trail or something. Oh, or yeah, Lemmings. Yeah. I think it was Lemmings for me. It was Lemmings because I listened to it like two days ago. Ah! <laughs> nice. That's amazing. Uh, so I guess the first game that I remember ever touching would probably be um missed like that very very old puzzle game i can't even remember that much about it um but the the first game that made probably a huge impression on me from Mm. from like actually just constantly playing would be the original diablo for pc oh wow yes i would play that class i see hours and hours and uh talk to strangers on the internet some of whom i was friends with for many many years afterward oh yeah i i don't know what i said the first time but i feel like the first game i probably played was like the uh the lion king pc game that was like on a cd-rom that i played consistently (laughs) i remember that Jesus. Yeah, that and like the tar was there a Tarzan one? Yes, there was. It was Tarzan game inside of another game. It was a mini game, pretty much. Yes, to yes, promote yes. the movie. Do you do you remember what I said on the podcast? Since you no, just no, I have to, to go it? back and re-listen to it. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not going to say no to another view. <laughs> but besides besides that, I uh, as far as things that are just not gaming. Uh, I've got a music video shoot coming up uh, hey. very soon, a couple weeks from now, actually, that I'm prepping for. Um, finishing up some more Live in the Living Room stuff that I've been doing. Mm-hmm. LMP um, Live in the Living Room. And I think now would probably be a good time to really quickly say we launched our Patreon. Uh, yeah. And we officially have that out uh, for QWERTY Cast, so you can go check that out. I think we mentioned it last time briefly but I, I don't remember we might um, have mentioned that we were setting it up yes but it's officially out now uh and you guys can go check that out if you want more content from us or just a way to get more in touch with us yeah uh, in general but that's pretty much oh i saw frozen too um, uh. <laughs> and i think that's it that's it for me well uh, you should also we can also mention that our twitter is live as well now our twitter is live that and is it's true. going to have probably postings of our episodes and just thoughts and and mentions about games from us the hosts there will so, be plenty of thoughts using that twitter <laughs> yes number me included um uh, Andres, what's going on in your life what's going on um well, I have a trip to the Poconos with some friends Whoa. coming up next weekend. I'm really excited about that. Hey, dumb question. Where is that? The Poconos? <laughs> yeah. It's in it's in Pennsylvania. Oh. That's yeah, it's like two, it's like two hours, two and a half hours from Philly. So um so we do like a yearly trip and this is like our fourth yearly one. 
um, the third one that I've been on. So it's going to be really fun. And um, other than that, I'm prepping a lot for uh, my friend's wedding because I'm a, one of the groomsmen and doing a lot of like helping with the uh, with the planning. So that's pretty much taking my entire month over <laughs> in a good way. I fucking love it. Like it's so much fun. I'm so excited for these guys to get married. Cool. Yeah. Uh, what about uh, do we? Yeah. No. What about you guys? Oh, do you oh. guys hear that sound? That oh. means <laughs> this is something new that we're going to try this podcast. That means we're going to check in with what's happening with Joe, who is streaming on Twitch right now and playing some games. That's what that's going to sound like. Uh, Joe, why don't you just kind of give us a quick well, what's up on Twitch right now? Uh, in reality, not a lot. It's been happening since I started because uh, there's some difference for me and the people that come in to watch me. They're kind of like off and on, kind of coming in and hopping out. Uh, still trying to spitball on what I want to play temporarily. I'm stuck between either uh hearts of iron 4 which is a forex strategy game if you don't know what it is i'm not going to explain it because it'll take me about 30 minutes that or i don't really know yet cool well yeah. we'll obviously <laughs> check in. we'll check in with you later when <laughs> when that yeah. song comes back on um but andres okay. if you want to you were starting to say something that i i see how this is going now i kind of like that yeah. <laughs> um back to you andres yeah right well my back to me is also back to y'all because i was just gonna see if there's anything else going on in your lives that you guys want to talk about or if we should move on to the next thing i think i'm ready to move on i'm pretty much ready to move on i'm trying to plan some trips but we'll see how fruitful they become Nice. Fingers crossed. Cool. Well, then, without further ado, uh, this week, uh, we played a game. Uh, And that game was called... Lovers in a Dangerous Space-Time. Thank you. My brain farted. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad I said it. (laughs) For the first time ever, we played the game together as Cordy hosts uh, New and Old and... Yes, that game was Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time. Dave, uh, why don't you tell us about that game? Oh, okay, yeah. So the, the game the is... Spot. No, I, I'm all ready for it. The, <laughs> the game, it's very co-op focused action space shooter and can host up to four players. You have to kind of frantically run around manning turrets, uh, some sort of automated shooting device, the thrusters and the shields so that you can survive while you explore space and rescue some very nice buns and restore love <laughs> to the galaxy. Hot uh, cross I buns. like to think of they it are... as overcooked, but asteroids. They're very <laughs> loving buns. They are. They, they hug are. and kiss, and they're super happy to be saved from cages. <laughs> as would most bunnies. Yeah, that game was hectic as hell, um, and I didn't even realize I that we it. lost so much health when we died. <laughs> Oh yeah, we just like died instantly. We were like, yeah. "Ooh, present." I I noticed it, but that was mostly because I was not being a good pilot. <laughs> um, just like also, anxiety. Very quickly, there's a teeny, teeny, tiny chance that that specific instance we're talking about might not happen the same way <laughs> <laughs> because we had a little technical difficulties around the end where we lost some stuff, but we're gonna figure it out. And by the time mm-hmm. that this episode is out we'll have an episode of that out and you'll see just chaos and craziness either way 
Exactly. Yeah. But I really enjoyed the game. Uh, you got to upgrade your weapons, and you could combine upgrades, which made weapons really cool. That was so cool. I think I, if, my least favorite upgrade was probably that heart rocket that moved very slowly. That thing was awful. Yeah. It, it was very <laughs> confusing to control. Yeah. After at the at the top, but I got I started getting used to it. I don't know. Definitely not my favorite. Um, I don't know. What else did you guys think of it? Uh, I think hard. it's important to mention that it was a Game Jam game. It, yes, let's talk about Game Jam. Real okay, quick. sure. What What is Game Jam? It is... <laughs> you make games. Yeah, so I is it is it 48 hours, correct me if I'm wrong, or is it just 24? Um, where just people make a game... Uh, with collaboration there's a lot of learning and it's i assume supposed to be mostly open source so that people can tweak around with everything okay so 48 and um it's not it's it's not so much a competition as it is just a way to connect all these people who just have a huge passion for games like we do and uh give them a chance to show off their creativity in a unique way but with a short time period as well so a game jam is basically a land party that's really productive (laughs) (laughs) yeah probably okay cool um they also have themes i learned and the themes not released i guess to the public until everybody has started so the last people to start are the people in hawaii and once they start working on it then the theme of the game jam can be tweeted out at least that's how the global game jam works that's cool. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Steve is actually... Wait, did you already mention this? That Steve is in the game jam right now? Yeah, he's participating in it. Yeah, and hopefully game. we can get some cool info on that when he comes back. Yeah, I hope so too. Um, Maybe it's... we can even play whatever he participates in. Mm-hmm. Indeed. That'd be cool. Didn't um, they post yeah. it to the Discord? I think they posted yeah what they currently had so far yes and i checked that out and it was really interesting oh not found never mind (laughs) i mean they're probably they're probably still working on it but i'm sure we'll get an update once they're done exactly um and if you're listening to this and you're curious about what that is check out our feel free to pop into our discord uh download the app at discord.com and uh it's free and you'll get to interact with us more and see the games that we're playing and talking about and that yeah. discord is colon colon cordycast well i mean they they need a link oh true. The they need an invite the link the link's gonna be in the description of the podcast yeah there you go and it should probably be on the it's probably on the twitter too um if right. not it will be yeah uh lovers in dangerous space time developed by Asteroid base is what they're called. Oh, that's fitting. Yeah. It uh, is. Uh, the designer Matt Hamill described it uh, the development of it as an accident because yeah. he wanted to create a game for a game jam that was supposed to be this Brilliant. small three day thing. But after the jam was over, the development team wanted to continue on the concept, um, and they sought to avoid like the default gunmetal chrome cyberpunk textured look mm-hmm. um and they stated they wanted to go in the opposite direction 
um, and focused on a brighter aesthetic, uh, which you'll see in our playthrough of it, um, kind of. And what they, they cite as, uh, they cite Sailor Moon and Katamari uh, Damacy as their kind of inspiration Aww. for that. I, I can, can absolutely totally see that. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, super cute game, super fun, uh, up to four players. Is it local only? Local I multiplayer? Is the case. I, yeah, I believe that's the case. But we made it work with Parsec. Parsec. We sure did. <laughs> For you, did we both just try to do an ad? Parsec. <laughs> yeah. Give us money <laughs> and we'll shout you out more. Yeah. yeah. A, a second time. More than that we're already doing. <laughs> Parsec. I'm pretty sure we've talked about it on the last playthrough when we did Pummel Party. True. I'm sad I wasn't a part of that one. Part of that Pummel Party. Oh, yeah. No, we're we going to have to play that, that again. Whoa. Oh, 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 shit. It's that time. Joe! Ah. Joe, come ah. in! Ah. <laughs> Jesus, is that you? <laughs> My no, time come? Again, Fuck. Yes. No, it's just the QWERTY cast. Oh, hello. It's Joe oh, again. great. <laughs> Tell me what's going on in your <laughs> on Talk Twitch about now. chaos. Uh, what are you playing? Uh, also, quickly tell us about what you thought of Lovers in Dangerous Space Time. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I bought more of the game. I really want a lot more of that game to come out. I want them to expand on it a shit ton. I thoroughly enjoyed that. Sweet. I mean, I think there was quite a bit. I felt like there was a little bit more for us to go. Yeah, maybe definitely. more. I would like. I'd be interested to see more in the way of upgrades and difficulty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I. It seems like there's plenty that we didn't get to explore. I like that they introduced things a little bit slower after the tutorial was done. Mm-hmm. Right. And now that we have done like a round together, the next time we record us playing, we're probably going to be literal veterans as yeah. difficulties described. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Joe, sure what's will. going on on Twitch right now? Uh, so I finally decided on a game to play. Nice. Finally. It is a game called Northgard. It is another. Please go build that. It is another. Oh no, I'm going to die. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Um, it is another RTS because I'm a big RTS fan in general. Like I started off with RTSs, mm-hmm. and it's uh, based around the Viking expansion, like expansionism from Norway, Sweden, and part of Denmark into the West, Greenland, Iceland, Canada, uh, the now US, and some parts of Mexico. So yeah, cool. cool. Let's go. Well, we'll check back in with you later. Um, maybe you'll be playing the same game. Maybe it'll be a different game. I'll probably be still with this. Okay, nice. cool. Okay, um, <laughs> guys, what else have you been playing? Pretty much what besides Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time. Hmm, what have I been playing? I've already talked about Neo too much, so I can't do that again. Um, I mean, Neo is still always a great game. Anything yeah. else to, that you want to add to Neo? <laughs> uh, it just keeps going. It's just like, oh wow! It's so it's like I haven't played a game this long since like Persona Five. Mm. Um, cool. And oh, Persona! Oh, oh God! When is that coming out? I know it's not indie, but Persona Royal should be coming out like within the next couple months, and I'm so fucking excited. Yeah, that'll Persona- be great almost feels indie to me <laughs> but just because i feel like not a lot of people know about it really unless atlas unless is like good 
No, you go ahead. Oh, no, Atlas, ahead. they they really <laughs> painted themselves into a very specific niche, I feel like. So a lot of people don't discover the games until way later on. I only knew about it because my brother played Persona 4, I believe. Maybe he played 3 without me knowing, but that was the first yeah. one that I found I out about was number 4. I didn't know there were four other Personas before 5. So Or yeah. that it's a spin-off <laughs> of one of their other series. Shinigami Didn't Tensei. know that either. Yeah. Um, but, the uh, per, per Royal comes out, and Roy, I don't know, Kenny. Do you know what the deal is with Royal? I barely know what the deal is with Persona Five. So basically, the reason this is exciting is that Persona Five is a like a massive game. There's so much to it, and what Royal is is it's not technically a whole new game. It is Persona Five again, but it's like it's restructured in a lot of ways they've like added a lot to the dungeons they've added a whole new character and a whole new like plot and a whole new section like to explore in the city and so they've added like it's almost like persona like the game plus a whole like dlc that's already been added into it like and it i think it changes like the method of how the whole game goes as well i'm not too sure but um it's just like it's interesting because you get to play more with the same characters, whereas every other persona, you, uh, it's a different set of uh, a, d- a different cast. So, cool. um, I assume you'd want to start a new game because of all the extra stuff, but yeah, but is I, this like you you have to start a new game? I think thing? it it's is its a you have to start a new release, game, right? Yeah, and you're not like pulling your old save data over or anything, right? I I will say. Um, I'm a little bit sad because Persona is a game I wish that I could play on the Switch. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, they're they're coming out with that that interesting that version cool. of Persona that's like a I can't remember what the title is, but it's basically per. Uh, damn, I'm terrible at explaining this right now. You know those like you know how like they made a Hyrule Knights, which is like it's like a beat 'em up. Uh, yeah. What what are those games called? I beat them ups. Um no yeah but when you have like a lot of NPCs that you're fighting all hack at once. Hack and slash. Like, yeah, like ah. pretty much a hack and slash. Um, okay, and, that sounds cool. Uh, there's a game coming out for Persona on the Switch, uh, but it's like a hack and slash like that with the same characters, and I think it's technically a canon, uh, like uh, sequel. Oh, nice. And it's coming out for the Switch. So there's going to be a version of Persona, but I don't think it's going to be the same kind of thing. Well, Sweet. yeah, so that's Tokyo Mirage session, Sessions, for me, has been that, where it, it has that same play style as Persona. So, mm-hmm. um, And that is on the Switch. Um, it's an older game, but it just got remixed, I guess, is what they called it. Yeah. And Encore, uh, I believe, sense. is what they called it. Tokyo Mirage Sessions Ooh. FE Encore. That sounds familiar. So I've currently been playing uh, a couple games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I beat Celeste a couple nice. days ago. Nice. Yes. Yes. You did that on the on the Discord. Yeah, uh, and I've been playing that on the computer. By the way. Um, yeah. <laughs> back to PC. Yeah. Back to PC. Uh, it was super. Uh, such just from beginning to end, such a great game, such a great story. I, I know I've talked about it a bunch. Um, but I love everything about it, and there's more after the end, which I won't spoil. But you know, if you're thinking of picking it up and you're worried about there not being enough content, don't worry, there is. Um, 
The other okay. game that I've been playing that I'm really excited to talk about is called Frostpunk, and that mm. is uh, or an RT, uh, RTS real-time strategy uh, survival game where you live in like the post-apocalyptic ice age um, where everything's frozen over and it's getting colder and colder every day. There's a little bit of lore that you find out as you play the game, but your goal is to uh, guide this city. Like you, you are the controller of the city, the captain they call you, um, and you have a generator in the very center that heats everyone, and you're trying to keep as many people alive as possible. Starting with eighty, I think I ended my run with maybe two hundred, but I got up to like. 300 400 i think maybe 500 i forget exactly but uh it gets pretty crazy real fast because there's people getting sick um not just from like normal diseases but like frostbite because it's so cold uh, and you have to make sure that people have heat in each of their respective areas including where they work and what else Uh, there's also sometimes those waves of like immigrants coming in some are sick some are healthy or like when you have people who leave your camp because um they're like sick of they're sick of your shit (laughs) they're sick of your shit yeah they're like you're a bad leader but there's a lot of different (laughs) things that you can introduce over time like you can have an explorer go out and look for more supplies or more people or Mm. more lore um you have like everyone has like uh, their own jobs that they can go to. So you can have people collecting wood uh, or like coal or steel. Um, and there's even mechs that get introduced into the game later to do uh, automation uh, stuff for you. And you, have, of mm-hmm. course, have to worry about food. Um, and it's a lot. And it's a real fun game if you're really into like strategy games and keeping people alive and making tough decisions. Uh, Dave, do you have any... Any games that you've been playing recently? Um, I mean, I did jump into a couple games. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> He's been summoned. Hello, hello. I have been summoned by the gods to speak for four minutes. <laughs> tell, me, tell, us, tell us what's going on, Joe. I forgot how hard this game was sometimes. What, are you still playing the same game? Yeah, I tried to do a little skirmish just to pass the time, and let's just be honest, I died in about 20 minutes. Not even 20 minutes, about 10 minutes. I got memes, so now I'm just playing the campaign. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what's this game again? I forget. Northgard. N-O-R-T-H-G-A-R-D. What killed you last? Ah, uh, food. <laughs> what? <laughs> I died of starvation. Oh, okay, okay. And if you guys listening want to check out Joe when he does other streams in the future, you can follow him at uh, Rollins, R-O-L-E-N-T-H. On Twitch. Yes, on Twitch, Twitch, Twitter, whatever, the, whatever else you want to follow me on. And uh, while we got you here, could I also ask you, like, what, what other games do you stream? Uh, primarily MMOs. I really adore MMOs and everything that they are. And I need more villagers help. Um, yeah. All right, screw this guy. Go, go do that. Uh, primarily and most, right now, I've been playing Service of the Republic, like I said earlier, just because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a game I've been playing since the day it came out, and I adore the game, and it's nice. just a bunch of heresy and fun to do. <laughs> mm, love some heresy. That's beautiful. Heresy is my favorite. <laughs> there you are. Slaughter. There we go. 
Slaughter. Cool. Slaughter. Well, we'll check in with you later. Dave, well, let's fly on back to you. All right. I um, think it's even about time, possibly, where you go, like, you were going to say that your game is part of your news anyway, right? Yes. Oh, snap. Should we fly into snap. that? Snap. Yeah. Okay. I guess that's fine. Flicks. I guess that's fine. <laughs> yeah. News with flicks. Is, Ooh, which news is flicks. News flicks. Oh. oh, my goodness. I love that. Steven, you've been replaced. Now we got <laughs> news flicks. <laughs> Uh, news flicks and chill. Flicks is oh, all these keep getting better. Dave's uh, handle Flixwad. That that is true. That's where that comes from. We're not just saying flicks randomly. (laughs) I just made up that word. But anyway, Dave, for that to be just random. Tell us about your news. Sure. Yeah. So, um, a game that is coming out very soon into early access actually february 6th i played the prologue to it um the game is called stone shard i'm gonna read really quick the description here which is that it's a turn-based rpg in an open world where you experience the unforgiving life of a medieval mercenary um so you have to it it has survival elements but it's basically it's a dungeon crawler roguelike i oh i read online when i first heard about the game what is hold on real quick what is rogue like okay what is rogue um you might be better at saying what rogue exactly is but like roguelike am i i don't know uh roguelike i can tell you is um the games where things have some element of that random generation where you start from a point and have to basically re-choose all of your um, base skills from that point. This one has a save point throughout it where I guess your skills will stay as they are. I haven't gotten too far into the prologue, so I don't know if it changes Mm -hmm. for the main game, but... For example, um, you you usually start with a clean slate each time that you die. And Mm -hmm. you might have some stuff that carries over. Like in this game, it looks like your equipment carries over to some degree, like from those save points. But if you die, you have to restart that level from the beginning Mm -hmm. with whatever you had when you started that level. And you said a turn-based RPG as well? It is. It's a turn-based RPG. It's very dungeon crawler style. What's it called? Stone Shard. One word. Stone Shard. Yeah. It is um, published by Hype Train Digital, um, who has also published Stone Shard's other game, which is called 12 is Better Than 6. Uh, Ooh. I, oh, I saw this while we were parsecing onto your computer. <laughs> yeah, that's because that was my um, that was all of my research that I was doing. Actually, I have the like store page oh. for Stone Shard up because, and I've been distracted because it keeps playing and it just <laughs> looks so good. The way that I heard it described was as a kind of a hybrid between Diablo and Darkest Dungeon, which, if you Ooh. have not played that game, is phenomenal. Um, but. Oh. Yeah, I like that. There's a like a randomized loot system, and you have to have equipment. 
you, they have like leveling with different skills and stats, you know, like to mm-hmm. make your magic more powerful or if you want to focus on a strength build. Um, and then for skills, you have to like find books, I guess, tomes. Mm-hmm. And that unlocks the ability to unlock the skills as you level up. But then you also have to manage your hunger, your thirst, your pain. Oh, my God. Um, crippled limbs and bleeding and uh, toxicity. So, like, for example, <laughs> so, like, uh, to make your limbs heal wow. faster, you can have, I think that's what it is, is uh, you can have, like, an inhaler. But that inhaler um, is, like, increases your toxic level so then you have to use a like an antidote to lower your toxicity um i also see in like a screenshot that it looks like the inventory is also laid out like the game we were playing um what's it called path of exile Uh, Yes, Path of Exile, which Steven recommended. <laughs> yeah, that game is so much fun. It's very much oh. laid out the same way. Um, is that oh, a is Diablo cool. relic? Yeah, Path of Exile is v- kind of almost a loving ode and expansion of what Diablo started, which I'm a huge fan of David Brevik, who is, I believe he was the lead developer of the original Diablo and the creative director of Diablo 2. Mm-hmm. Um he now makes his own games, but that's a tangent oh. for another time. <laughs> yeah, like that style mm-hmm. was almost uh, it was almost done on accident, but everybody loved it so much, so it's kind of become a mainstay. the The difference, I guess, here is instead of Path of Exile, where everything feels like it's happening in real time, mm-hmm. this is very much a turn based game where you attack, the enemy attacks; you attack the enemy, or you move, the enemy moves, okay. um, and it runs Just off of like a grid that. system. Uh, the only other game I've played like that is like Crypt of the Necro Dancer or like yes. um, Pokemon Dungeon, which they are re-releasing, by the way. Oh. I can't remember on what platforms, but they're re-releasing the Poke- the first two Pokemon Dungeon games remastered. Nice. Um, um, <laughs> so, yeah. Plug there. <laughs> Crypt of the Necro Dancer would be a good way to compare it, except for without the rhythmic aspect. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Which so, is indie, so uh, one point for indie, one point for not. Yeah. Um, so then the next thing is uh, <laughs> very recently hitting early access was Temtem, uh, which is yes. an MMO heavily inspired by Pokemon. They are not shy about it, <laughs> but I've heard it, that they've made a lot of improvements to the core mechanics in mm-hmm. terms of is how... That, is what, it battling turn-based as well? Yes, battling is turn-based. I'm 99% certain of um can you just and, watch the trailer it's like literally just like a whole new pokemon but like a whole new pokemon for <laughs> example like the the combat system apparently they've they've tweaked in a way where instead of each move having its own set amount of points yeah uh everything pulls from a single stamina bar and the move Ooh. drains a certain amount of stamina so you actually have to be really careful with what moves you're using and how that's going to play out to the overall match. So there's like a, an added Whoa. level of strategy where you, you don't have to worry about your PP anymore, you know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> but <laughs> don't, don't want to worry about my PP. Yeah, exactly. 
but you do have to you do have to worry about having to struggle and regain that stamina so while you're fighting people you might uh, notice that they're using really weak moves while you drain your stamina and then they just smash you right at the end oh my gosh Hmm. interesting yeah i love that i'll give it a give it a peep give it a you absolutely should um the the fact that it's mmo is what really draws me i know right yeah same to play pokemon with my friends in that way i feel like is what everyone's been asking game freak and the pokemon company in general to release for years and and years for those of you that don't know oh shit twitter (laughs) twitch time really quick mmo must massive multiplayer online i think yes massive multiplayer online Nice. Joe, is that uh, you? Hello, yes, the MMO god himself. Hello, that is me. Oh, he's back. My I have been summoned. Boy. Indeed. <laughs> Father, why did you leave me again? I, not enough room in scout- the car. Huh? Not enough room in the car. I bought too many Girl Scout cookies. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> but I love Girl Scout cookies. cookies. <laughs> um, uh, Joe, what's the haps, man? But people are starving. Help! Oh, <laughs> no, no, not again. Um, we Wait, could throw another one of our questions at Joe. Yeah, let's throw him. Throw it. Hit him. Hey, catch him with questions. Catch this. What kind of a um, loser? <laughs> what kind of um, <laughs> what kind of equipment or software do you recommend uh, people look into if they want to stream on Twitch? All right. Yeah. So, <sighs> first three things I'll heavily recommend outside of the obvious, like oh, have a computer. Yeah, um, yeah, fair. Just base three things alone to have, and I'm actually going to turn on my room light for this. So sorry, chat. Oh, there you go. Now you're all blind. And I'm uh, uh, first thing, a decent microphone. This is a Yeti Blue, uh, not technically Snowball, whatever Snowball Blue Snowball, same damn thing. This was fifty dollars at Best Buy. Mm. That was it. The webcam. It, there have been stats proven that people will watch someone with webcam or someone that doesn't because you can build like yeah you can build a connection to them because they're like oh you see what they are like you know you see what they look like and some people that have like two different webcams one for them then one for let's say they're pretty known for like let's say rainbow six siege as an example mm-hmm. um they can have one on their hand to show the mouse movement so the webcam will oh. show like you know and give you a connection in relation to the individual and the very last thing the very last thing which goes a million miles above anything i have said mm. get a decent mouse holy shit i went from a 20 dollar walmart mouse to buying corsairs i don't actually know the name of this mouse off the top of my head mm-hmm. because it's been many moons this is an mmo mouse so there's a bunch of buttons on the side so it makes it so i don't have to stretch my hand across my keyboard mm-hmm. and those that's what i recommend obviously there's 17 other damn things i could throw out there but those are my recommendations just to start a decent microphone if the microphone's under at least fifty, sixty dollars. It's not worth worth your time. It's not worth mm. your money. Webcam. This webcam. Logitech C920. Forty dollars at um, Office Depot. Comes out in 1080. They're nice. new on the C922. You can also chroma key if you have a solid background. Like I'll, I have one to people watching. If I removed, just obviously this is my ceiling. Remove my ceiling and remove the crap over here my snack table 
I could actually chroma key myself out and you'd only see, you know, this side diagonal view. Mm. And the mouse is just, you know, better. Yeah. In general. A mouse can improve a person so much. That's interesting. Yeah, I've I've learned a lot of stuff recently about ergonomics with keyboards and mice and like your basic desk situation. Um, cause like mouse pad, mm-hmm. buy a fucking mouse pad. <laughs> that's it. That's the last one I'm going to tell you. I have a three foot long mouse pad that goes across my entire desk. No matter where oh my, God. my mouse goes, it's consistently hey. and always connected. That's beautiful. <laughs> yes. I have a mouse pad that has a cat on it oh. and it has glasses and inside those glasses is outer space i'm pretty happy with that that sounds like a very pro gamer mouse pad yes (laughs) super pro gamer mouse pad oh my god come at me come at well i actually i see at our at at, at our uh twitter yeah exactly at us at our twitter oh wait you were at at, us at at our twitter yeah um i i see your cat mouse pad and i raise you the pink cat uh, ear microphone uh, that, headset that, that I yes. I have from a friend, <laughs> my friend Mick. Oh, you have it? Yeah, my friend Mick gave me. That's how I record these episodes. Oh, is with that's pink amazing. cat that's ear phenomenal. headphones and a mic because it's like I got it from a friend and they're like it's the best mic I have. Well, <laughs> and it's beautiful. That's phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Okay, Joe. We'll check in with you one last time before the podcast ends. Uh, Thank you for your Twitch info. Um, Dave, let's go back to your news stuff, uh, if you have more. Sure. Um, there is one more that I can talk about, um, but I believe you had a game that counts oh, as yeah. very recent news that you'd like to highlight. It's recent only because I only just learned about it. Mm-hmm. Um, this game is called Noita, N-O-I-T-A, developed by NOLA Games. Um, and I had a couple of friends that were streaming it that, and I thought it looked really interesting, um, very like 16 bit kind of style, but the whole thing about it is it's, uh, it's, it's whole like tagline is the game takes place in a procedurally generated world where every pixel is physically simulated. So imagine those like, uh, sand games that you might've played, uh, when you were younger, uh, where you feel different things with sand and like fire and like water and whatever else sludge i guess um and it would just have different effects in it uh well this game like you can shoot through the ground and if you have a bullet strong enough it'll go through the ground and if there's water there the water will drain into that hole you shot oh Um, oh oh so it's like very like logical yeah yeah so like real real physics (laughs) fair um, but it's a action adventure rogue light game, um, and the player controls a witch that can create and cast spells in order to defeat enemies. Um, and yeah, that's like that's like the very upfront basics about it. Um, you can like uh, melt and burn and freeze and evaporate your way through mm-hmm. this procedurally generated world. Um, collect gold get more upgrades and yeah just go until you die basically um nice. it's super cool uh i definitely i haven't gotten a chance to play it myself but i think it's out right now it is out right now uh for i think 17 bucks um so kind of a steal i would say 
uh, a fun game if you're really into roguelites and physics. I love roguelikes so much. Yeah. So what's the difference between a roguelike and a rogue roguelite? I I genuinely don't know because I've heard both thrown around and sometimes both to describe the same game. And I've definitely read both of them. <laughs> I'm googling it too. <laughs> um, rogue. Okay, we got. Roguelike equals progress completely. Progress completely resets after a run. Um, you start. Uh, run. Okay. N plus one. Yeah. Exactly. Just start. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, and roguelite is some form of progress is preserved from one run to the next. Gotcha. So examples would be money, skill upgrades, etc. So then maybe um, whoever whatever uh, description I read was incorrect about <laughs> Stone Shard because that sounds more like a rogue light where some progress is saved. Right. Well, there you a rogue go. And light that's... would also be something like... Um, uh, crap, I thought I had this. I'm Dead looking, cells. I'm, I'm looking at the image right now. I think it's uh, the one where you're fighting through a castle and you keep like aging through your own uh, ancestry. Rogue Legacy. Ah. ah, yeah, that one's really fun. I guess the the last game that I was going to talk about is a game that, um, infuriating to me, has is not new news. It's been out since December of 2013, just in various stages of alpha. It is called Seven Days to Die, mm. and is developed by the Fun Pimps, <laughs> <laughs> and the publisher is uh, Telltale Games. Was the Hey. Yeah, um, I thought they shut down. Yeah. yeah, so I think now they're self-publishing. Uh, oh. But they, I believe Telltale Games was the original publisher of it. <laughs> Does that make them indie? Yeah, I mean... Hey. Um, so, way. so it, it's been frustrating to play the game, even though I do love it. Uh, to give you some background, it's a survival crafting horror game, almost, where you have to... Uh, you know, base build and deal with all the regular survival stuff. Well, I guess just hunger and thirst and infection. Um, they have day night cycles and a, nice. a whole skill system. But on the seventh night, and this is why it's seven days to die, there is, or every seven nights, there is a horde of zombies that attacks on the night. So cool, cool. I love um, a good horde. Yeah. So. Uh, you, you get overwhelmed by some filthy hordes <laughs> and usually, uh, people who are less experienced with the game die horribly a lot. Right. Um, cool. The, Love I guess the, death. the news being that the most recent patch was on January 24th of 2020. That's alpha 18.3. Um, nice. <laughs> But the the original Alpha 18 version released in October of 2019. Um, the, well, the so not the, too much time difference. Like they're actively working on it. Oh yeah, they're constantly working on it. There's so many updates, I which is that. why I feel bad when I'm frustrated at them, especially being an indie developer, because every time they release one of these new major updates, you've got to wipe your game. Like you you can't start. You can't continue it because you're on a new really? version. Oh, yeah. So there's new, you know, they've changed some mechanics or they've added new stuff in and it mm. wouldn't, 
That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, so like I, it, I get that frustration. To, yeah, so you, and if you use it on the standard settings, the grind to get back to where you were is so long that mm-hmm. it's it's almost makes it hard to go back to unless mm-hmm. you just haven't played for a while and are like I could start a new game. Um but you can customize the settings, so I guess if you wanted to breeze through everything a little bit faster, you could. And mm-hmm. overall, at least maybe not everybody's opinion, but mine, they they do make significant improvements each time they release one of these new alphas. I just wish that they would go into uh, maybe, say, beta at this point, or mm-hmm. um, even better, get to a 1.0 launch so that it would exit early access at any point in time um but i guess that that brings me to the question that i wanted to pose to you guys um which is how long will you support a game that is in early access like when do you give up and say this game is not going anywhere i should just stop playing or maybe come back in x amount of months years etc god damn it um you first, Kat. I, well, I'm trying to think if there's any game that I've done that with. Where you gave up? Yeah, and stopped. Wait. Well, okay, so I think the only game that I've really done that with is The Long Dark. Because, yeah. like, for a long time, they just didn't have any updates. But then they had an update, and I came back to it. And I was like, oh, sick. So Right. I, well, I get. I don't know if this answers the question or not, but I guess I wouldn't. I would definitely stop playing it after a time, and maybe that time is like a year if I'm really enjoying it up till then. But I would go back to it if they gave new stuff, like any good game. All right, Does that's fair. That? Yeah, or like, um, I feel like at the very least it doesn't take as much to just continue updating people on like the progress especially if people are like supporting you and i feel like especially like myself as somebody who has to create and publish media under like certain time strains and like sometimes it's just on your own schedule having the feeling of like people behind you and like having the deadline of like i mean yeah like having people who are supporting you always helps especially if you're communicating with them like okay cool well it's just gonna keep pushing me and pushing me to uh, make more things for the game but i can totally see it like stopping for a number of other reasons like probably money primarily most of the time true right Um, well like does does Hmm. like a significant change to a game throw you off like um you know oh yeah I guess like Fortnite's a great example, even though that's not Pokemon Go's a great example. Like when that's that true. first came out and that that was like all the rage for a while, and then all of a sudden they like I think I, I can't remember exactly, I think they fucked up how you found Pokemon for a second, and then like everyone left it. Gotcha. Uh, but now I know a lot of people are still playing it or picked it back up since then. Yeah, yeah I have some friends who like play a lot of elements to it apparently. And then uh, is, is there any other barrier of entry? Like if, if you're buying an early access game, for example, Temtem, um, mm-hmm. are, are you willing to drop like $30, 40 $50 on an early access? Ooh, 
That that makes me think about uh, what was that space game? Uh, no Man's Sky. Yeah, No oh, Man's Sky. Yeah, yeah. There's a great example for you because that one, oof. Oh man, the developers, <laughs> poor developers. I can oof actually talk a lot about No Man's Sky because it's oh. thoroughly enjoyed. Hey. Oh, surprise, so, Joe. And usually it's a surprise. Hello. <laughs> surprise I'm here. The music's hey, like, so, oh fuck, I gotta catch up. <laughs> Where am I going? Hey! Barely. <laughs> uh, you know what? It's fine. Uh, just throw you on there. Hold on. Tell, uh, tell us what your Alright, tell No Man's Sky from the very beginning, it's exactly what they said that it was. It was a space exploration game. They said, openly they stated, oh, all the base building and all of that will come later on. And I am broke. Um, oh, I don't care if that's been damaged. Um, sure, sorry, I don't care. Um, and then what was it, a year and a half later here comes a massive update which added base building more styles of ships more crap to do because the backlash was so insane when people don't understand a exploration game hot take dude i could i could talk for hours on uh how frustrated i am with backlash overall nowadays um, True, but I I don't want to die this down with that. <laughs> well, maybe that's the issue that people want things too soon, and like, do you think a lot of games lose funding because people aren't getting what they want like quick enough? Absolutely, definitely. That was the same thing was happening with animation on YouTube, and like animators trying to put shit out and like always getting backtracked because money and time. And also, like, why would you want to sacrifice quality? Like, I'm not stoked that um, uh, Cyberpunk is delayed, but oh, I'd is. much rather it be delayed oh, than yeah, it come out this month or whenever it was originally scheduled, and then mm. it be completely trash, and then them say, sorry, we had to release it to meet a deadline, but in, like, eight months, you should totally buy it when we've actually <laughs> finished the game and patched it in. Right. With Cyberpunk, it wasn't even like, oh, like the game's not done. The game's done. They want to make sure it's right. Like, right. They, yeah. they have a team of like 15 people playing it, actually playing the entire game to make sure everything is properly done so they can release it. So they don't give out a either half ass or just a shoddy game. I love exactly. That. Like, focus on quality. I, I, mm-hmm. I'm 100% with you. And I admire the developer's dedication for No Man's Sky for taking as long as it took to make the game what they said that it would eventually become. If you go look at the reviews on No Man's Sky from launch to now, you'll see how it's just a sea of red. Then they drop the uh drop the massive uh the um uh, base building and you know pretty much an expansion completely for free and you see all the reviews completely flipped uh upside down. And it's I mean, insane. It is interesting. It absolutely is. Cool. Anything else? <laughs> that's, Anything? that's that's all I've the got. News. To, yeah, that's that's all I've got to touch on in terms and of news. I guess the way the news goes. Well, perfect timing because uh, that's about all that we have time for. We are not doing a podcast game this time, as you can obviously tell. But uh, if you guys have any thoughts about what you think uh, a good time to give up an early access or not is, let us know. Um, but also, uh, we got some more last-minute things that Andres is going to announce 
Yeah, um, well, I'm not sure if you mean other than our outro. Like, just thanks for tuning in. Uh, if you want to talk to us or support us, we're on Discord, we're on Twitter and Patreon yeah. at yeah. QWERTYCast. Yeah, this um, stuff. If you want to email us for any reason, we're at QWERTYCASTMAIL at gmail.com. And um, a big thank you and welcome to Dave. Woo! Oh, hey, thank you. And Joe. Yay! Yay! Hey. <laughs> 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 Welcome to QWERTYCAST, guys. Uh, yeah, thank you so much for coming on, guys. We're excited uh, to continue working you with you. More, yeah. I, Anything else? I also am excited. And um, I will give you both the pleasure of uh, queuing us out with QWERTY birdies out, if you'd like. Oh, no, it's QWERTYCAST out. Oh, it's QWERTYCAST out. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're thanking the QWERTY birdies. Yeah. Thank you, Gordy Birdies. But oh, yeah, birdies. and thank you really quick to our new uh, Patreon subscribers uh, that have already subscribed to us before we even released the thing. Uh, Calvin and uh, Kyle, thank you so much. We you guys appreciate are your blessed. patronage. Patreonage. Patreon, it's A, that's good. Okay, say the thing. QWERTYCAST. QWERTYCAST out. Out. QWERTYCAST out! <laughs>